0: What's up? What's up? How you guys doing?
1: What's happening? Hey Sam, how you
0: doing? Hey, so it's uh, it's Sam and Nate, and we got a guest star here with uh, with Matt of Philadelphia Pickskins. A little uh, little special preview of an International Football Bros. This uh, this episode, um, we're gonna be talking about the Pickskins positional power rankings that Matt puts on every year, uh, second year running now, of some great content that we're able to like look at and digest and. In my opinion, I think those guys, what they do, um, especially for outsiders, for roster wars, being able to look at what we do and what our league is and rank us and, uh, rank what the teams and the dynasty value is, is pretty damn good. So we, we came up with, or actually Nate came up with, uh, just, Hey, it might be beneficial for us to just get on here and try to get some guest stars like, like Matt and talk about, um, our own analysis of, of what they have. So that's kind of what we're trying to do today. So, uh, so Matt and Nate, like, uh, what about you guys? How you guys feel?
2: Yeah, no, Feeling it's good. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's good. Sorry, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry, I was gonna go ahead, say, I Matt. wish
1: someone told me about the dress code, but uh, other than that, I'm excited to be here.
2: <laughs> yeah, shout out to Shaq and and Andy. Uh, and yeah, no, it's good. It's good. To, good to get the shirts done and uh, and ripping, ripping the roster uh international tour, international football bros and um, the international tour as well.
0: Yeah, it is. I appreciate it. I'm wearing I'm rocking it too. It wasn't coordinated between Nate and me. We just kind of did it and uh sure. Unfortunately, we <laughs> left that <Matt> out. <laughs> but uh I'm gonna I'm gonna rock this shirt until this thing starts to fade because like like Easy said, that's the way to do it and makes it look real. So that's good. So this uh Pigskins uh positional rankings, man. So Matt, this is the second year you've done it. Um what about you what do you think like uh i think my personally like i i'd be willing to contribute to because i think it's money well spent but uh what do you think about how it's evolved and what's came out of it so far
1: yeah i mean you know i, I did my own for years um back before i had children and a job that took up all of my free time um and it was always fun to kind of like dive in but um i think that they do a real good i mean you know i think that it's impossible in the little text box that i try and give them details about the league to be like i can't yeah. just drop the whole bylaws in their forum maybe i should try that next year and see if they email me and be like dude what the fuck uh, but i think that uh you know considering the the little bit of information I'm able to give them i think that there's some things that you can't understand some trades that don't make sense because it's like an rfa trade or things like that but i think for the most part uh if you like take a step back from being as in it as we all are that i think that they do a pretty good job so i i appreciate that
0: yeah, I agree. I uh actually last year after you did yours, I actually did it. I hosted it for another league that I I commissioned because I thought it was it was value added. And uh you're right, man. They just take a snapshot and that league is not nearly as bad or not nearly as uh exclusive as what we have to do with roster wars. And so they still got some stuff like you know some intricacies and stuff that they kind of miss because when you're not involved in a league, it's hard to picture it all but like roster wars man like with the taxi squad with rfa contracts like there's so much uh reasons why some of the things happen that maybe if you're not involved you don't understand but i still think they do a great job
1: yeah one, one thing that's cool about it not to not to plug their website i don't i'm not an affiliate or anything but if you go to their website you can just like plug in your web your league at any point and they'll run the report for you so yep. like if you make if you make a few trades like things like that and you're curious if that's changed your your status you're able to do that there um, but I think, I mean, it's it's an interesting approach because what I've noticed in their podcast is usually it's mostly just them disagreeing with the report that the website run, uh, generates. So it seems like it's not really like them going through their rankings. It's this yeah. report that's generated and then they just kind of like go team by team and talk about it for a minute. So every time I'm like, all y'all are doing is disagreeing with this report. Like y'all can yeah. kind of the formula a little bit because <laughs> all you do is just like, why is this team here? This team should be higher. This team should be lower.
2: Yeah. That- uh, that, that sounds like it's going to be like us today. We, we're going to be uh, critiquing their critique of, of
0: their own reports. Well, I mean, from my perspective, and I think I remember seeing other people saying it too like they kind of value running backs higher than a lot of people. Um, I know I don't know why Nick gets all the love he does because the team sucks, but mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's the, that's the point of the day. Um, I got up, uh, I pulled up the slides and everything. And the way I ranked it is I put it out as what their dynasty ranks was, will be the first slide, and then what their redraft ranks. And then I kind of got it based off of their redraft ranks, who they had last all the way to first. And it'll go in that order uh, with their roster. Um, as you know, like I I dipped my toe into the the ranking thing, and, man, it was, it was exhaustive. Uh, so I have up there like what my offensive uh, out, output would be from the scores and everything. Uh, so I, like, I give mad props to you, Matt, for doing that before, before you start outsourcing it. And I get mad props to these guys. Like, it's not a, it's not an exact science. And I never truly appreciated that till I tried it and tried it and tried it and tried it, and tried it to, <laughs> to put my stamp on something to say, Hey, I, I, you know, this is my formula. This is what I came up with. And it is, uh, it's a lot of work and it was fun though, but, uh, it is, um, it's definitely something I think I would outsource as well. <laughs> <laughs> but hey uh, i heard i heard nate got something in the mail i didn't know he wanted to get a quick shout out real quick
2: yeah I, I uh it arrived yesterday sorry i didn't put the post up but this is a shout out uh to the swagmeister everyone can see swaggy g on my shirt um, yeah, obviously, Sam's just told me that it was from Corbin, so cheers, corbs I'm, I'm glad you're also lending us a Lions player. I hope, uh, I hope we treat him as well as uh, as you guys treated him last season. I hope he becomes an <laughs> absolute red zone, red zone machine.
0: Sweet, I'm gonna put us in three so I can show uh, the thing. And I was gonna get a quick shout out to Shaq, man. So, uh, I got to meet this fucking guy today, and um. I got to actually have like a 10 minute conversation with him and just talk about life and chop it up. And it was um, it legit was all because of me soliciting, asking information from you guys. And Shaq, I thought you had a great suggestion about talking about um, talking about the Navy and uh, the uh, Annapolis and Naval Academy and and what his dad did there. And so he kind of talked about it when he did his little his little uh, keynote speech. And so that's what I did when I talked. When I went up to him, I said, "Hey, man, uh, you know, I heard you know, I hear from you and I from your speech and everything that Annapolis meant a lot to you, and it just kind of paved the way, it opened the door, and him and I had a had like a ten minute conversation just about life. Like he was shooting away his uh, his ushers and his guards and everything. They were trying to push him to somewhere else, and uh, I, I think I'm a closet Patriots fan now. So uh, legit, yeah. that was an opportunity yeah. of a lifetime, man. It was cool." But I just wanted to say, uh, joining, shout out to Shaq uh, again.
2: Joining joining the love, the love triangle triangle with uh, with Haji and Tyler sounds interesting.
0: Yeah, man. Hey, man, you can't you can't knock success like that. Dude is you know he's legit. So, but hey, we'll get into it. So this is the Pickskins positional power rankings. Um, first slide, like I said. From the Rate My League guys, and like we talked about, I think they did a great job. Um, this is how they had everybody ranked with the Dynasty rankings. Um,
1: I think this is... Uh, oh, sorry, this,
0: this is redraft. A redraft. Yeah, this is Redraft rankings for 2023. So they had oh uh, Young Matt, and then followed by Pigskins and Mung Men, and then, then Thief River, Thief, Thief River Unforgiven, Latavia, The Legion, Arsenic, Blitz, which is... Lower than anybody has, I think, seen the blitz. He's always been on top. Uh, Malachi Crunch, Tyler down where we see Tyler usually. Uh, Gators and the Puffins is where they had these guys ranked at. So starting off for the uh, number twelve spot of who that who they had was the Puffins. So on the left hand side, I kind of got what the roster breakdown is, and when I pulled this stuff, it was bef- it was um I. Personally, with the redraft rankings that they gave us and kind of where I had them, I'm still kind of questioning, and this isn't to knock on Sean, but I'm still kind of questioning that Bosa trade. But that's the roster on the left-hand side. On the right-hand side, the right corner, I had, um, based off of my rankings where I had the best offensive offensive construction that he could get, I had him ranked as 10.
1: So what do you guys think?
2: Yeah, far away, Matt.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that there's you know some some players here who who may outperform outperform what's what's expected of them, but I think it's uh, it's optimistic and a lot of things that have to go right when when you're looking at a team that's uh, that I think he's relying on Jarek McKinnon in your rankings as as RV one. Um, yeah, I see uh, you know Gainwell Foreman. Uh, Miller I think they're all guys who you know whoever drafted them is seeing that like really optimistic path of how they could pan out and then be really usable this year um and you know I mean there's, there's some players here I like I like Judy um I like I like Kyle Phillips uh Christian Watson I'm not sure about but I think that there's just a lot of guys with a lot of outcomes that I see here and I think that for things to to pan out you're going to need several things to go right on that offensive side so i think that there's there's future potential yeah. some some youth here but yeah what do you think Nate? i
2: it's it's interesting because i i agree with that I, I think there are sort of a lot of a lot of potential outcomes here but i think i think that running back room um look it, it, it as you say it's it's, it's either going to be jake mckinnon ca- trying to carry this team on the back or you could get a situation where Zeke ends up somewhere that really does need him and will give him a chance to pound the rock. Even Lenny Finette could, could do a job somewhere. Dante Foreman might, might win the starting role properly over Khalil Herbert. And then you've got someone like Kendra Miller, who I know is a rookie, but if Alvin Kamara does get a big uh, suspension, when that court case come, comes around, you're suddenly sitting on a team with, with four serviceable running backs and it's suddenly a totally different per, uh, prediction, especially on the redraft side. Um, those guys aren't dynasty value. They are pure redraft value, and they're pure worth nothing right now. But in two, three months, they could be they could be starting players. So look, yeah, there, there, there are too many question marks. There's too much unknown here, and what we have today and what we have in front of us, um, it's going to be a tough ask with with a pretty deep squad and uh and yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough ride for for the puffins in, in in
0: 2023 so so to be fair i got mckinnon as his number one right now because i don't have projections for zeke or fournette because they're not really signed with a team yet um i imagine when they do sign like it, it it can it can change that a little bit um he's got some pieces i like like i like like I imagine i like judy i like trey Burks. um he's got at least two quarterbacks that so he you know you feel safe starting um, every year and then desmond ritter like we don't know what he's going to be and then will levis and maybe he gets a shot so in my opinion at least you got that quarterback situation at least kind of locked up a little bit um they had him ranked as 21 out of 24 for dynasty or 10 out of 12 in the rising rookies and then dead last in both redraft value but i i really don't think this is a our dead last team for redraft value i don't think he's going to be the one that's I mean, he'll be in contention for Pink, in my opinion, based off of what he's got, but he's not he's got a little wiggle room. Uh but like I kind of led off with, I didn't under, I didn't, and this isn't to knock on him, I just didn't understand the, the Bosa trade. Obviously Bosa's a beast, but one year contract. what? or sorry, what I, I don't I didn't uh, I didn't understand the what trade, he's a beast, but um one year contract, you're gonna have to pay for him next year. He's not really gonna he's not gonna help that defense too much this year.
2: Yeah, look, I, like I, I'm sort of trying to look sort of on the defensive side and and sort of the logic behind it. The thing is, if, if you do sort of pull apart some of his squad, he does have quite an old team, I think, actually. And like, it, as you say, if some of these free agents land in a room, maybe a TJ Watt propels them into sneaking, maybe sneaking into sort of the middle tier of that RR. Um, but that's obviously a, a, a big if. Um, he, he's got Nolan Smith, who he sort of um, kept his hands on. So, yeah, I, I can see why you like Lucas Van Ness, neither here nor there. And obviously, the picks, like, I, I don't know. If, if you've got two rookie defensive ends, you sort of hope one of them sticks. So I can see him giving away that for TJ Watt. but, but obviously it, uh, those second round picks and those and that third round pick is, is I think the kicker on top of everything because we don't know are those to be fair, they're both the legions picks and both of those could be late picks which are, are I think we spoke about it in our last sort of podcast, those could well be sort of taxi squad opportunity poach squad positions but anyway I think um, yeah I think a lot went into it and then Sean is rolling the dice clearly.
1: Yeah, I mean, not to make everything about me, but um, in the in the main league, I, I made kind of a similar trade where I'm going to rebuild, and I traded the one ten for Boza, which I know has had uh, mixed mixed reactions to it. And I think my my logic there is we just want to, you know, I'm rebuilding. I want to add players who have potential to be at the top of their position, are young, they would be worth the tag if I'm going to get there, and just like build this really strong core. Of like really top end players. So, from that mindset, I can see considering what one of those players. Um, I think what's missing here on this team for me is any other of those players. Um, So, I think that like maybe that's step one, but I think that um, on the IDP side, you know, people fall off real quick, things happen, things change. Um, I think I would probably be investing more in some offensive, like young elite studs to try and start first. And then that's kind of like step one of a rebuild for me. So I don't know if um, if Sean sees this as a rebuild. I don't know if he he sees Watt as that missing piece and that he just has like real optimism about a lot of these guys. But um, I'm I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious how it plays out for him.
0: All right. So I think we're all kind of on agreement. Uh, we're looking at him kind of like uh, bottom tier. Maybe not as bad as what um as what the what do you call it, guys the rate my league guy said. But we're gonna move on to the next guy. So they had uh, Sean ranked as 12. They had the Gators ranked as 11. So you see in, um, see in the roster on the left and then the projection on the right, I actually had the Gators ranked as as 12. I had him uh, dynasty, all these right My League guys had dynasty 22 out of 24, 11 out of 12, and then next to last right after Sean. Uh, but looking at what the projected starting roster is, especially with just one quarterback or – I don't know if you can call Matthew Stafford one quarterback because he may be half a quarterback coming off of the injury and stuff. I think this is by far the um, the team that may be in trouble looking for pink for this year, in my opinion. What do you guys think? What do you think, Matt?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be the most fun year if you're a diehard fan of the Gators rooting for wins there. <laughs> Um, I think that he has a couple players who I think are good players to build around. I think he has Olave who he got in that um, that deal last year where he moved Kelsey and Henry. Um, I think the one thing that um, Gators have going for them is they have their, their first round pick next year, which is, you know, a great thing to have when you're worried that your team's not going to be very good. Um, so I think that you know i like yeah because sean doesn't have his first and i know a couple of the other bottom teams don't have their first so i'd probably be handling this team a little bit differently if was if it was me there's some players who if i was the the manager of this team rr would be sick of me offering them to every manager in the league trying to to get some picks out of them but maybe he's just he's just waiting his first time uh hoping that you know once the season kicks off that that some players are going to spike and he's going to be able to get a better return but I mean, I see players like Mike Williams, like Kittle, like be- oh, Beckham, um, <clears throat> that I think Matthew Stafford, that I think that, uh, you know, the off season's an optimistic time for players. And so I think the players who have had reasons to have their value dip in the past, that right now they're healthy, they're projected to play, that I think now's a good time to be moving players if you're trying to kick off a rebuild. And so I think that a lot of those players, like if week one comes around and they tweak something, like – you're never getting anything again for Stafford on a four-year deal, or you're, no, you're never getting anything again for Mike Williams. And so I think I'd be, I'd be shopping pretty hard if I was in a position where I was ranked pretty bottom. I have a couple good young players to build around. Um, and uh, I'm, yeah, so I'm, I'm curious if he starts trying to, to sell soon, if he's waiting for the season to hope that they have some spike weeks that he can then flip them for a little bit more. I'm curious what the approach is here, but yeah. Uh, I don't think there's going to be too many too many uh wins in the, in the win column this year for for the gators
2: yeah I, I i tend to agree matt like as you said that that offense is a bit messy uh that defense is a bit, bit overcluttered, i think with 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 a lot of players there um so yeah i i, I think i think look we, we know that uh, the gators uh they have won the chapter i think previously and they were pretty competitive a couple of years ago so You'd like to assume uh, off the back of that experience, they sort of know what they're doing and they know sort of where to go. So I think um, I think it's just a case of sort of Mike buying a bit of time here and <laughs> waiting for the right moment to start slinging these guys up. But there's so many of them, and as you say, they they all have a few question marks around health. And the last thing you need is, as you say, Stafford to get an injury, even Odal Beckham get ruled out week one and and that fourth round pick or that third round pick or even that fifth round pick for Odell beckham suddenly is worth more than him on a one-year deal um but yeah i think um i think the gators are going to be uh if if they want to improve this team quickly they're going to have to uh be one of the more active traders throughout the year to, to to kickstart this rebuild
0: yeah i think you guys hit it hit the nail on the head um i you know the years I've been in this league, the years i played Superflex, I've learned the lesson the hard way that you can't do without quarterback play. And it's Matthew Stafford and Sam Darnold, in my opinion, just they're not going to do it. Um, and then looking at the running backs and, and looking at the rest of the roster, like like what Matt said, there's you're not going to have, in my opinion, there's not going to be many wins that are going to be had here. So I'd definitely be looking at Stafford, Odell, Kittle uh, as cell targets, because you, you they're good pieces, man. Like, I'm I'm rebuilding TT, and I got a lot of these. Alave, Jaden Reed. Like, I'm high on these guys as well. Uh, Ten defensive ends, I'd probably try to look and move one or two, if not more of those. Like, there, there's a a path to the future here, but I think that 2023 is going to be a little bleak for the Gators. And, um, I mean, at this point, it's hoping that someone in the PP is a little worse so so you don't take that pink snake, because, uh, man, it's – it sucks to have that on you. Stinky, but yeah,
1: yeah. And I, I think it's one of those things where you know you want to balance not being pink, but I also think that for me, if you're ready to kick off a rebuild, way okay. better to be the first, way way better to be the first one to start rebuilding than the last one to start rebuilding. Because yeah. I think TT is yeah. a prime example where like picks are hoarded on the teams that decided to do it. And if someone waits till the season to start off and they're like, "You know what? I'm going to rebuild. Like, let's see who has picks." I'm not trading any picks at this point. Like, <laughs> Sam's not trading any picks at this point. Oh. So, I think I think that uh what what too often happens is someone has rose-colored glasses and then by the time they're ready to actually pull the plug on a rebuild, the picks have already been traded to those who got ahead of them. So, that's why that's why I usually try and get ahead of these things.
0: But it is early and like not to say that Caleb, Caleb's gonna be the the number one pick, but uh, this is a good roster to add Caleb to. So, all right, uh, next team we got is the Toontown Warlocks. So the uh, the rate my league guys had him as last in uh, future and dynasty or dynasty value in both all the futures and all of rising rookies had him uh, pretty much twenty two out of twenty four in the futures and tenth out of uh, twelve in just the rising rookies. You see my projection. I had him as 11th. Obviously, I think he's a, he's got a little better chance than what, um, what Mike had with the Gators. But uh, again, in my opinion, Tyler's got some pieces I think I would be committing to uh, trading uh, just to commit to a rebuild. I think he's got a little bit of an insulated value to where I know he hates being pink. I know he's pink right now. So I think he's got a little bit of insulated value to – be able to trade some of these guys and still be close to that that two spot without having to worry about being pink like uh like Evan Ingram. I I think Evan Ingram has got a, a damn good ceiling at least this year, and we'll figure out what Jacksonville does. But he's he's definitely one I'd be I'd be looking at targeting to trade uh, and some other guys. But um, I don't think Tyler is as bad off as what the Rape my league guys had him as. about you, Matt?
1: well, you know these are the the completely biased pigskin ratings and and I have Tyler's 24 first round picks <laughs> so I, uh, I I like to see you know we were talking earlier about in the offseason, you try to see all the ways something can go your way I look at Tyler's team and I'm like what are all the ways that can completely go to shit um so so that's my that's my bias kicking in right here but I think the that Tyler take this is an interesting approach to a team that, you'd assume is, is thinking about um, a rebuilding roster. I think that um, he has some good young pieces, um, but it seems like this team is really built around hoping that some running backs uh, pan out, which is, is usually not the way to go in a rebuild. I think he has a couple of good IDP pieces. Um, He has Roquan who's real good. Um, Campbell's been good for a few years. He has Shaq Thompson who, you know, no one wants to give anything for him, but he's decent. Um, He got CJ Stroud, who should be a decent um, young quarterback. I feel like Goff, Howell, Mac Jones, they're all players who, um, for various reasons, I think that you can convince yourself they're going to be good then i think a lot of people ignore their floors because they've all had pretty you know um those who like Jared goff's been up and down in his career mac jones has been down in his career sam howell's a fifth round pick so i uh i'm, I'm curious if that pans out the way that i'm sure tyler uh anticipates it but what worries me here is the the wide receivers i think quentin johnson i like i think that he's probably gonna pan out but like again looking at the uh who you have projected. I mean, we have Nico Collins as a wide receiver one, potentially. We have Romeo Dobbs. We have Quentin Johnson, Tyler Boyd. I just and, – and Tyler doesn't have any 24 picks. So Tyler doesn't really have a, a motivation to be, you know, tanking right now. Um, so, again, if it was me, I'd be trying to get some 24 picks. You're not getting your first, but maybe you can get some other picks. <laughs> um, and trying to, uh, you know – flip michael thomas flip all your running backs um i'd be trying to sell golf um i think that sites might be too high and if you might be trying to sell ingram because i feel like after it's just one of those players where after a good year you forget that he's been considered injury prone his whole career um i'd be trying to flip a lot of these idp players um so i think that you just got to lean into it one way or the other so i think that tyler's another one who probably sees these running backs that i think he said in another post that dobbins and acres and are both going to be top 10 um so i think that you know he he obviously has created a a path where this this team's going to be doing things this year, but it's it's not how I'd be approaching a rebuild.
2: Yeah, it's um it's a difficult one. Like if if I just sort of skim through Tyler's team, I I actually I I, I don't know. I like his team. I do think it's better. I do think it's better than Sean, and it's definitely better than the Gators. Like although although he doesn't have uh, excellence uh, on the offensive side at all, he does have starters. He does have warm bodies. He won't be struggling to carry players. Nico Collins is his wide receiver one. I think that's quite harsh. I think Quentin Johnson will be his probably his wide receiver one. And look, I know maybe I, I'm the biased one here, yeah, but I think Michael Thomas will have a role this year. Um then you still got guys like Boyd,
1: uh, a Romeo Doug. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, but I like I I yeah, the, the wide receivers aren't pretty, but he does, he clearly has what. Four, four sort of capable running or three capable running backs and and, and a pretty good handcuff um so you got brian robinson who's obviously going to be competing for for carries i i'm also a cam makers owner i'll put my hands up so these are biased opinions but there's obviously a lot of positive noise coming out of there so like i'd like to hope that i'd like to hope and i'm sure tyler's of the same uh, opinion yeah we hope that he's given the bulk majority of the snaps in the first couple of weeks. And then if anyone if anyone wants a running back to take them to the championship, he'll be the first player I trade. But the point is, I think there's enough there. I think Tyler could win. Look, I haven't looked at his matchups in the first couple of weeks, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tyler's 3-3. Three and three. Like... That's the reality, and 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 once you three and three, then you don't have the stink of the pink to worry about, and then you can just go absolute dance to the wall on the rebuild. And I think maybe that's where Tyler's probably thinking about. I like those IDP pieces, like even on the like the defensive tackle, you've got sort of old and young uh, defensive end. You've got obviously Tibodeau, You hope Walker comes comes good. I think those linebackers are as good as most people in sort of uh, in sort of the the minors. So he's obviously going to have to heavily rely on that IDP and he needs to get those contracts right when they come in good. Um, and then it'll just be really about trading whatever he can. As you say, I agree with you, Matt. I think you should be shifting all those running backs for what, young wide receivers. Uh, get rid of those titles. Just get young wide receivers. And look, he, he, who knows? Like Tyler might have four starting quarterbacks in the, in the NFL and in a super flex league. Starting quarterbacks are, are are valuable, so I'm sure someone's going to get injured, um, like every single year. So if his quarterbacks stay fit, he could get value for them. So I think there's enough here to to turn around, but yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll get on to to, to the next uh, the next few teams. But I, I definitely see his team as as clearly better than than Gators and uh, and Puffins.
0: I, I think you hit on something that's pretty unique and uh, obviously relevant. And we say that, hey, look, after you get a couple wins, then maybe that's the time to sell. And you're right. Like, I think everybody in this league, nobody wants to be pink. And uh, especially if you've been pink, you definitely don't want to keep repeating to be pink. So that may be in Tyler's head, and that may be kind of affecting his build and what he's got right now. And uh, it definitely could be a thing where after a couple wins, then it's time to sell off these pieces. Because you're right. Like, with golf, I mean, how could be the guy? We I keep hearing back and forth with, Evan Brissett, who knows what ron riviera is going to say tomorrow but mac jones he's got bailey so he's got and bill belichick told me watch out for mac jones this year i'm just playing but he's got it and stroud he's got four quarterbacks like you said that's that's an asset regardless of quality like quarterbacks are dominant in super flex leagues so tyler could have a couple wins under his belt and then start building and hopefully getting those picks I don't, Matt. Matt personally told me that. Hey, that that warlock's first next year is available. So don't <laughs> don't let him tell you otherwise, Tyler. But yeah, uh, I mean, if it, yeah, if you're not first, you're last. So
1: that's right. Yeah,
0: I don't think you're gonna be first. So you might want to work well, on it.
1: And and I think what's interesting about the players that he has here is I think that there's a lot of players who are kind of teetering right now where you look at players like Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Paris Campbell, Michael Thomas, like all these players who right now the the optimism is that they're back from injuries, but like one injury and their value goes to zero. Like, yeah. no one's buying Cam Akers if he comes out and gets hurt and he's slow. Um, if Dobbins comes out and doesn't look great again, like, his value is tanking. So I think that and, – and,
2: and, and Matt, what, what if Cam Akers starts the season with 300-yard games in the first three but games? But the
1: thing is, I think that his value right now on the trade market is closer to that than zero. And so I think – Yeah, uh, okay, I agree with that. I agree with that. And so I think that right now, if you have Cam Akers and you're selling – you're rolling the dice that is going to come out and look good and you can sell them for more. But i'd be curious what you could get for him now and do you want to hedge your bet and say you know what i'm going to take two second rounds pick for acres versus i'm going to wait and i'm going to assume that i can get a first for him down the road and i, I feel like if that's... there's
2: anyone in uh, just disclosure if there's anyone in the pp that's offering me two seconds for because <laughs> i'll happily accept it right now thank you very much yes to- to- to-
1: <laughs> totally hypothetical price point but i think that in, in theory i think that looking at a player and, and saying like listen like what are the different paths that this player can take? And on how many of those, yeah. I'm thinking of like, how many of those paths does their value tank? Maybe you want to get out before that's an option. And yeah,
0: think- and before we move on, to be fair, like I know we're kind of looking at the uh, the rankings I got in the right-hand column and saying Nico Collins, I project this is wide receiver one, but that's, that's all based off of like what I did is like I, what I said is I took the last three years of production from these players and Michael Thomas has been injured since, he came out of the birth canal, so like that's why he's not showing up right now on that thing. Same thing with JK. Do- oh yeah, JK is showing up there, but that Mike Thomas could very well be. He should be way better than Nico, but based off the projections, that's why it is that way. All right, we'll move on to the next guy. It's the uh, the crunch, which is a crazy disparity, man, because the uh, the guys over at Rate My League had him top, top, top in dynasty value with five out of 24 and three in the whole rising rookies conference. But then his redraft value, they had him as close to the bottom at 19 out of 24 and ninth in the rise rookies, which is kind of is where I had him fall off of his offensive rankings. So what I wasn't able to produce or put on the slide, because I wanted everybody to be able to see everything was the, um, was the draft picks. I didn't get, I didn't get to put draft picks on there, So I'm guessing though, it's based off the youth on his roster and draft picks is what they rated him as being that top in the dynasty value.
2: Yeah, look, it seems it seems like um, he does have a decent amount. I'm sure Matt will obviously sort of tell us a little more on his draft picks, but I just wanted to point out on 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 our market wars the great uh, article that uh, that Colin loves to add. He's also got the crunch at, at fifth in terms of uh, wealth uh in in the entire roster so so we have obviously a little bit of disparity here but yeah fire away matt sorry i don't have the the picks in front of me
1: yeah all good so he has he has three first round picks next year he has mine uh his own and the blitz pick um so you know having three first round picks is a it's a good situation to be in it's funny i'm looking at this team and i feel like this is one of those perfect examples of the team that you take screenshots of in the off season and you're like look how young my team is look how great my team is but then they don't actually put up the points and you end up middle of the pack because uh, it's 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 that whole approach of like trying to build the prettiest team trying to build the youngest team um so i mean like Drake London, Ayuk, like Garrett Wilson, Gibbs, like people are going crazy over all of them right now. And I think some of them are going to have really good years. So I think that this, similar to what we talked about earlier, I think there's a lot of potential outcomes here. I think the one place where you don't see that on this roster is the quarterbacks, um, that like kind of young group. So I think that um, Aaron Rodgers, like, Hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm, no, I'm gonna get flamed by the crazy amount of Aaron Rodgers truthers on, on this forum. But I think that, you know, hopefully he comes and I guess is better in on the Jets because he was starting to look a little washed and apparently he's out just like promoting psychedelics or something right now. So who knows what he's gonna do in New York? Um, Derek Carr, you know, a lot of opinions about him. Jordan Love, a lot of opinions about him. So I think that uh, it's the team might be held back by the by the quarterbacks. Um scanning through this, I think that gives people are really optimistic about. I know Sam is. Um, behind that, I see a lot of a lot of players who could, could pan out a lot of different ways. I think and Pierce, everyone knows how late-round running backs, how, how safe their jobs are. Uh Rashad White, Rashad Penny, Khalil Herbert, James Cook. I feel like those are a lot of people who no one really knows what's gonna happen with them this year. Um, I think there's some good receivers here. I think Ayuk's solid, London is um i think that maybe his value is more than his production at this point but we'll see what ritter's able to do um jsn solid jameson williams who knows garrett wilson solid so i think he has a bunch of like really good young insulated players that carry a lot of value um i'm curious how that's gonna you know it just really depends how many take the leap how many are uh you know still just those pretty names on your roster that like they're a a top 10 dynasty receiver that's putting up wide receiver 25 numbers. So I feel like that's really where it plays out.
2: I feel um, I feel this team is an interesting team because obviously they've got a pretty high dynasty uh, ranking, sort of 3 out of 12, 5 out of 24. I really think that this team, if they get sort of – if Rogers and Carr, for example, if they both do start firing, and if you've got that sort of Rogers. Uh, wilson stack in, a, in 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 new york with the draft capital that this have this team could really rev up in terms of they could make a move to possibly compete um and i think there's enough there in terms of high explosiveness in terms of production with the stack with sort of Drake London maybe breaking out. Jamal Gibbs could end up being a top ten running back. We don't know yet. We don't know what they. If he's just going to slot straight into sort of soft position. This is the perfect team that I think um, those rebuild sides should really just be watching with a close eye. And if J.K. Dobbins has three hundred yard games, Tyler's all over Crunch. Just take Dobbins. Take Acres. Just give me first whatever. I'm not trying to play matchmaker here, but I'm just saying I I do think this team has has the potential that if these players kick off and with the draft capital, I think this team could, could actually surprise a lot and actually actually possibly compete.
0: I uh I like this roster from a best ball yeah. kind of concept, whereas I don't have to worry about who I'm picking to start because it looks like outside of Gibbs, it's like a zero runner back strategy. Like who's going to hit with Pierce white, even Samaje, because who knows what Javante's health. Like it could be any one of them. But if I have to figure it out and set one or two every week, like I, I, I got bad luck with that, but he, in my opinion, what I'm looking at and I, I haven't talked to talk to him to figure it out or anything or not, but it's, it looks like he's building based off his wide receivers and young running back, which is that's, that's what I do. I, I would rather build up wide receiver first and then start selling everything else. Um, yeah, your quarterbacks, you you got to get younger there because Carr and Rodgers are – I don't know how long they got left. But it's, it's not going to be elite production for too much longer, if even this year. But um, I like Ayuk. I like Drake. And that, I think that's kind of where the insulated value comes from in the dynasty projections. Like, like Matt said, with – like Garrett Wilson is, you know, valued as a top 12 dynasty wide receiver right now. J-Mo, like – he's getting hit on stupid shit. He's still going to dynasty value asset. JSN, like everybody's waiting for next year when uh locket hopefully leaves. And then JSN, you know, that's what the, the theory is. So I see the dynasty. I see why the disparities there. Um, but I also see why that it's projected lower for, for 2023 is like, there's upside here. And like I said, for me, if it was, um, it was best ball. I'm all in. But if I got to figure this out every week, I don't know. <laughs> I can say yeah, I tend to agree. Okay, we'll move on to the next one. And this is uh this is crazy seeing the blitz here, man. But they had the uh the blitz ranked as 15 out of 24, 7 out of 12, and pretty much the exact same in redraft. And I had at least his offensive side being, they're same that they had the eighth, um, and we've known the blitz to be, you know, back to back, or at least always in championship contention. So, um, I think he, especially with the the Watt move, he kind of is embracing it. Mike's looking at it and saying he, he's understanding where his roster's at and um, and getting value. So, you'll see T.J. Watt on his roster here on the left hand side, but he's he's been moved for Luke Van Ness and some picks uh brilliant move in my opinion of being able to assess where you're at and kind of start planning for the future but man Lamar and Patrick Mahomes like that's that's sexy <laughs> you're never going to fall to the very end when you have those two as your quarterbacks um and then this is also like with Dalvin not having a landing spot so you put dalvin in that starting lineup that 22 23 rankings especially you know if he goes to a team like miami um that's going to be even better in my opinion so what you guys got
1: yeah i think that um those quarterbacks are great he has kelsey which is great um i think that might be end of an era for, for the Blitz uh, dynasty because I think that unless he's able to, you know, convince Tyler that uh, Darnell Mooney is the second coming of Michael Thomas and he's able to flip <laughs> him to him for all those running backs and, and all that, that he uh, – I think that I – I just don't see necessarily see the upside uh, from a lot of these players. And I think that we've talked a couple times now about, like, that idea of, like, insulated value. And I think to, like, really oversimplify it the way that I kind of consider it is, like, If a player tanks, how much is their value going to tank? And I look at players like, you know, top-end players. They could have a completely down year, and their value is still going to be solid. But I see a lot of players here like Juju, Mooney, um, Bateman, um, like all these players, Dalvin Cook. Like if they come out and have a down year, their value is gone. Um, and so I think that he doesn't have his first next year, so I think he doesn't really have a reason to like go full sell at this point. But I think that um, looking at the team, looking at who you have, like you can build around those quarterbacks. Um, I'd probably be trying to to get something for Kelsey. He'd look real good on the Pigskins. Um, and I think that uh, that there's a lot of optimism for some of these receivers that you see here. But um, I think that realistically, I mean, I don't see a wide receiver 1 I don't really see a wide receiver 2 I'd want um so I think that I'd be looking to kind of retool a bit um and and see in kind of what the market is for some of these players who might be a little more volatile
2: Yeah I think I think uh, Mike has to really pray and hope that Delvin Cook signs relatively soon with the good side and 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 knowing him just probably try flipping Think, um, I think obviously there the are big question marks around Cook. Like he's he's been an incredible running back the last few years, but landing spot could could change a lot. I think he's also got Tony Tony Pollard, which is which is an exciting piece there. Sort of a running back, he he had an immense year last year. I see, I see obviously uh Sam's got him ranked at sort of RB16, and who knows? Uh, I, I tend to feel that sort of R B16, if he is healthy, that's sort of his floor. I think he could be a bit above that. Um, and at the same time, I tend to agree, Matt, I think, I think it's, it's, uh, it's Mike, um, accepting the realization that this team's transitioning into a rebuild and, and I'm sure like after teams been so successful, it's really difficult to let these, these valuable pieces go, um for prices that, that that you you almost can't stomach but it's any prices is sort of better than no price really and someone like a Kelsey, it's yeah Kelsey's wasted on this team but um but um i think the big concern really is actually how good that court like and when i say concern this is almost a sarcastic concern is that i think those quarterbacks are going to carry this team to a, a middle tier but but as you sort of said earlier i think um uh, he doesn't have his first so it is relatively irrelevant uh, where he really finishes um just based on the sort of his further picks but um yeah he needs to retool i think there's not much really on that idp side that i'm looking at either that looks not like yeah not even vaguely remotely that good other than quay walker maybe and and Aiden hutchinson but on that idp side I, I i don't know it stinks of it to me so it is
0: a case of, of, of looking for younger pieces uh, on the offense. Yep. I think we're all in line. And I think, uh, like I said, based off that move that he did with TJ Watt, I think he's kind of seeing it on, on that as well. And uh, I imagine Kelsey is a, uh, a hot topic for him. Maybe not going to pig skins, but it may go somewhere. Just because no one likes to see Matt win, you know, <laughs> next, next one, uh, we got is the arsenic they had him as uh once again a, a high dynasty ranking uh seven out of all the uh the future league fifth in rr 15th or 14th and uh out of all of them for futures and seventh and i actually had him ranked as five um so he's, he's got a, a decent build as well with three capable quarter i mean two capable quarterbacks with kirk cousins and russell wilson and the stud josh allen so uh, I think he's got a little bit of pieces in, in every area and every uh, position, kind of like what we just talked about with Mike. Uh, he kind of was lacking at wide receiver, but Haji's got a little bit going on everywhere. And having that flexibility, having that um, that diversity, I think, really helps, at least my my experience, helps in roster wars with our, our settings and what we need to do. What do you got with him, Matt?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's some – clearly really good pieces on this on this squad um you know you see all that green over there and you're like all right now we're starting to shift towards towards the the colors we want when we look at a team um I think that Haji's build has always been let's go quarterback and receiver like we'll find running backs where we can um I can't even remember if he's ever had a tight end um so I think that this like this fits his build um it's interesting to see um zach charbonnet and uh aj dylan uh, listed as, as starters here because i think that that's that's not really what you want to be building around um the team's a little bit top heavy right now i think um i'd be curious what the market is for one of those quarterbacks because you know I think that there's a lot of teams out there. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a little higher on Russell Wilson than a lot of people right now, but I think that just in general, if you're rolling out a trio of, of Allen, Cousins, Wilson, I'd rather have a little bit lower of a quarterback three um, and, and upgrade in, in some other places. Um, so, you know, maybe there's a team out there that has like Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, and really needs a second quarterback. And, and you're trying to, to trade with them and see what, the, what they'll do um, because they don't want to count on Kyler Murray. I don't know. That's just a real hypothetical. I don't know which team might have those quarterbacks but um I think that um it's a top end team I think that Devonte Adams obviously is like towards the end of the line I think that Kirk Cousins who knows what's going to happen with him? I think Marquise Brown has a bunch of outcomes. Um, I think there's a couple other pieces here that, you know, they could step up this year. I think Gallup rebounds a little, but I think that uh, the depth is a little bit concerning. I think that the IDP is stronger here um, than some of the other teams that we've seen. I think he has some some really solid linebacker play here. Some um, I know the Haji always builds around defensive tackles, so I think that there's, like, some really good defensive tackles. And so I think built, like, a, a – He's going to be getting a lot of his points from defensive tackles and linebackers in the IDP side. I'm just curious how he fills out the the offensive lineup as the year goes on to to kind of keep up with that.
0: And and to be fair, I think when Nuke signs Charbonnet or Dylan, one of them falls mm-hmm. off. So
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. I think I think the one interesting thing that we haven't actually touched on, and I'm sure uh Matt, you'll be the first to 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 sort of give us an opinion, but this is the first team that we've actually seen from uh from chapter ten. So we need to realise also very quickly that that we're talking about one of the most difficult chapters in roster wars. And I think um if this team thinks they win now that they yeah it's a small window that's your reality and 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 i think because because that chapter 10 is so competitive these teams can't actually make a misstep because if you do make a bit of a misstep sort of going in all in you you're going to really mess up a sort of rebuild and i think one of them if not maybe two of them will will have to massively accept the fact they might not get through uh to the to the later playoffs with such an incredible squad and basically try to retool younger or retool into the draft next year. And then it is a case of sort of looking at your best pieces. And there's plenty of good pieces there on both IDP side and offensive side to either cash in. Or, or who knows, maybe his players break out and have really good weeks against the pigskin or the Unforgiven or the unicorns. And then suddenly he's sitting pretty at the top of chapter 10. So I think I think that chapter is a bit of an anomaly and and, and hence I think you're probably one of the better people uh, to speak to being a, being an owner in chapter 10, Matt. But like, yeah, trying to not give away too much because obviously you guys are competing heavily in that chapter, but but what is your strategy? what would your advice sort of be to anyone in a difficult chapter of where's your window in terms of if your chapter is too strong, how soon are you getting out type thing?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't give too much weight to that when I'm thinking, I mean, it sucks being in chapter 10 because we all like beat each other up all year and <laughs> it's like four of the best teams in, in the, in our, year after year. Um, but I more look at uh, the team for for what it is. I think that you know, team windows come and go so quickly. I think you look at some of the teams that are that are top of the the contenders, and then a year later, you're like, what is this team doing? I mean, I know that's how Colin feels about my team and and RR. Um, so I think that just finding the right balance of it. Um, I think that Chapter Ten has has some heavy hitters right now but I think they, they all we all have kind of our weaknesses as we'll see as we go through them so I think that um you know you you you, d- you play with the hand you're dealt so I'm I'm, I'm curious yeah. um you know you don't want to be at the bottom of the chapter but I think that we consistently are having three three teams out of chapter 10 in the playoffs so I think it's also there's, there's optimism there even if you don't feel like you're at the top of your chapter yeah yeah no, definitely. I mean they're gonna beat up on one another so
0: yeah, and the last one in that chapter, you may miss the playoffs because of some losses that you're going to take that you probably wouldn't have taken in a different chapter. So, yeah, those
2: that, that was sort of your your sort of situation last year, hey, Sam in um in the PP with uh with what? Chapter chapter 8 it was it was like a bit of a, yeah, it was a bit of a slugfest as well. Yeah. Um, I think I stand to be corrected, but didn't all four of you got into into the playoffs? Yes, sir. Yeah, so it's possible. Like, it, like as you said, it's not it's not impossible if you if your teams are scoring so highly and losing. I think Nick was the example when when he sort of stepped into the minors with his, his tyrants and took over the Denver Demon side and they had an unbelievable roster and he kept losing by about three or four points every week, but he kept scoring 300 comfortably, if not 320. And uh, and yeah, as you say, uh, it, no matter how strong your chapter is. Uh, if you are scoring three, three hundred, three twenty points consistently, um, it will be an absolute re- anomaly if uh, if you don't make it through. really.
0: yeah, I mean, I think I think that's an outlier. That's a tough spot to be all four, even three of the four getting in the uh, playoffs together. And it's really one of the things that I love about. I mean, I I love a lot of raw sports, but one of the really things I love is that all play because yeah, you can have a, a crap you know luck with who you're playing with and everything else, but you still produce and you're going to get in the playoffs as that sixth seed. And that's kind of just, it all came to fruition last year with chapter eight. And that's what it was, was I don't even remember what Nick's record was, but it wasn't good. Um, But yeah, that all play is what got him in. So. All right. So next one they got is the London Legion. Uh, They have him kind of middle of the pack for dynasty value and pretty much middle of the pack for uh redraft value. This is the first one that I've gotten to um, where my, my rankings kind of changed a little bit from what they had. And I had him as actually a uh, predicted chapter winner. I had him as the number three overall, at least at the offensive scoring. And you can kind of, you can kind of see why, like he's got some big names right here on offense that uh, at least in my projections that show well, and, a season that my projections show then yeah if he doesn't then that that's a that's a big thing but with justin fields and daniel jones both being top 12 guys and have that san francisco quarterback room locked up who knows what's going to happen like that's good depth in my opinion but uh i'm also of the stance that i don't think kyler murray is going to play this year that's why i took that bet with nick and i'm going to take his money so i think james connor is going to get a lot of a lot of work so having james Conner. Joe Mixon, even though that situation is still kind of volatile, Javante, whenever he does come back, and then he's got, man, Cup and Jefferson and DK. That's nice. Um, I, I I like Mike's roster here. I think it's going to do very well in offense. I look at his defensive starters. I think he's, I mean, he's. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you got the Bosa brothers too, or unless you've broken them up, right, Nathan.
2: Yeah, I've, I've, I I uh, I managed to I uh, keep um, uh, Nick Bosa on the franchise tag this yeah. offseason. So yeah, I've got both of them as well. So I'm yeah pretty happy with that.
0: Yeah, so I, I I like what Mike's doing here. I think uh, I think he's gonna be he's gonna fare a little better than what the rate my my league guys have at least for, at least for redraft. I'm not quite sure on his uh, draft capital for future, but he's definitely got some pieces that are older. non Younger. Yeah. Okay. Well, dynasty, um, dynasty. you play in Windows, so uh, this may be his window. So,
2: yeah, I think, um, I think, yeah, it's quite clear to see. Uh, I, I also don't tend to agree with uh, their rankings. I, I, sort of agree with with your rankings on this. It's a high power offense, and, um, and this team is going to put up serious points. They've got they've got home run hitters there on the offensive side. As you say, someone like Fields, he might not fire every game, but when he fires, he's going to win you get matchups sort of on his own, really. Daniel Jones, similar, maybe less often as someone like Justin Fields now, um, and and he's got the handcuff of Lonzo Purdy. Like he just obviously has to pray and hope that Sam Donald doesn't win that job, but who knows? And then and then obviously the run the running backs actually to me, and I've I've, I've spoken to Mike. Obviously, we we're quite close. I... I d I don't like his running back room, and his running back room is the one is the biggest question mark I have in, in his offensive spot, in on his offense. James Connor, yeah, if if he's the last man, he's obviously going to be running to win a contract, but I still don't think um maybe then, as you say, Elijah Mitchell, if CMC and Debo and these guys are fit, Elijah Mitchell is not going to touch the ball, Joe Mixon, there's so much red noise around him. He might not be with the Bengals next year. They're just a lot of question marks, let me put it that way. And then and I think again, these could all turn out to be incredible players. Like they could all be, be home run hitters and then suddenly this team is an absolute title contender really in in, in the minors. But um but I just think the the running backs are are, are questionable and maybe he should be looking for a bit more certain players but those are those are very tough to buy in the off season before people are selling off or people are sort of retooling it's it's difficult to to get certainty um in an offense at this time of year um and then again as you say looking at his his idp side he's he's pretty strong there nick bolton uh, at linebacker i think the big worry is jordan brooks i've been hearing a lot of sort of negativity around his sort of injury and that and it's going to be a while before he sort of comes back and he might miss maybe even half the season to start off with i hope that's not the case for mike but at the same time who knows but look it's, it's a strong team i don't think it's a dynasty team i think it's a redraft team and and his window is very much uh, this year maybe next year so without the draft capital he's going to have to roll a couple of dices here to actually get home runs. And he might even have to to sell a Danny dimes if he's going well and Lance is maybe taking a while to get into he he he's gonna have to take a risk, I think, to to to, to, to win this, but um but his team's ready.
0: Oh bro, not ninety percent of his running backs, I wouldn't trust after this year. I agree with you. Like this, trust year. this year. Yeah. It's it's iffy, but
1: yeah, I mean, I, th- I think if something's going to hold Mike back, it's going to be his running backs and his tight ends. I think that's that's where that's where the question marks are, and I think that the the thing that's tricky for him is that he doesn't have he has literally no draft picks, and so I think that there's he doesn't have the ammo to send draft picks to try and replace anywhere where holes appear. So if any of his running backs don't pan out, um, he he's going to have to sell players in order to. Um, to upgrade that, and so I think that you know it'll be it'll take a little bit of navigating to to get there. Um, I think that he has he has some real good high end pieces though, so I think that the ceiling's really high. But I think that um, I think that he just needs things to come together for him.
0: Yeah, I'd be uh that defensive end room is sick. I'd be I'd be and Mike, if I were you and I'm listening, I'd be looking at trading a defensive end for a running back.
1: Um, I got to move upstairs to be with my children, so I apologize for the backup no- background noise in just a moment.
0: Okay. No worries, no worries.
2: Now I think um, I think we've uh, we've got general sort of consensus on on, on Mark's team there. I think I think we sort of ticked all the boxes there. I think the fact that he doesn't have the draft picks, it's going to be difficult to compete with other teams going in with a little bit of draft capital to pick up deals with rebuilders, but at the same time. If his team stays fit, another big if he's got enough there to be incredibly competitive and and quite well. It's gonna be a proper uh, juggernaut slash between him and Corbin for sort of uh, uh chapter winner one of the
0: yeah, Corbin Corbin's coming up. Uh they got Corbin ranked higher. I just had had Mike re- winning the uh division. We'll go ahead and go to the next one. I think that no, was not Corbin neck, but Corbin is coming up. So the next one they had was uh was Ross over in Scotland the Latavia Unicorns. They had him as uh like once again middle of the pack for Dynasty Value, 16 out of 24. So close to middle, a little less than a little pack, eight and twelve in rising rookies, Redraft value seven out of twenty-four, and fifth uh, out of twelve. I had him ranked as seventh. Um, I think what hurt him in my rankings was was uh, his quarterback room. And it might have been the depth that is his wide receiver room, um, at least on the offensive side. So you see, like, I only really got uh, Jalen Hurts there and Ryan Tannehill. And Ryan Tannehill, I don't have much faith in. Like, I know he's ranked as quarterback 22, but I think that's got a little insulated value because I don't, I think they're going to give Will Levis a shot eventually. Um, and I'm, and also when I made those rankings, it was based off of, Uh, Sam Howell is being the starter, so Jacoby Brissett is the starter. Like I said, I don't before I don't know. Ron Rivera changes the story every other day. Um, Then that's going to change things a little bit. But you know, Derrick Henry and JT are the the premier spots there, running back, and then Kamara. What what have you heard? I've heard Kamara uh, may not be getting a suspension. Yeah,
2: (laughs) there's a hell of a lot of. Um, uncertainty and when it goes quiet when it goes quiet I almost tend to think that that it's better than when there's a lot of smoke around and I think they're obviously sort of hashing it around in the background look again I don't know the details too much I followed it relatively closely and and it looked like he got himself into some serious shit there and like I really sort of yeah, look, I, I hope the truth comes out, and and if he if he has messed up, I hope he is uh, reprimanded accordingly. Um, but I, but I, I just think that that there there is a, a bit of a sense that nothing's going to happen. Um, but at the same time, I just I just worry. I think we've got we got Swaggy in town now. Kamara's not the Kamara of We've got Derek Carr, a new sort of quarterback, another new system. So like Kamara. Is Kamara like three, four years ago under Drew Brees, he was one of the elite running backs, and that still might be the case. But they might run a slightly different offense now with uh, with options with um, uh, with Kamara not being as sort of as uh, as home run hitting as he was last year. Look, uh, to, to to me that the running backs this team feels like its window is, is this year. They, yeah. they, they have they they have to win this year. And if they don't, then they could really be in a bit of trouble. Look, there's enough there to keep it competitive for years to come. Like that, you've, you've got your Herters and your Jamal Chasers and, and even your Scary Terry sort of possibly. And, and you've got loads of options there on the IDP side. But But those running backs – they their windows this year and 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 this is the team that i that i worry might fall a little bit out of the running in uh in, in chapter in chapter 10 this is the team that might if if derrick henry doesn't sort of hit the ground running if tanner hill sort of possibly even loses his job if if jt doesn't have a an, another season one when he when. When he first started off, and if Kamara sort of loses the the red zone touches to to Jamal Williams, then then you might be might be in sort of a bit of a predicament. But I don't know. It's it's, it's a good squad. It's well rounded. There's enough there. It's just um, I, yeah. There's just quite a lot of uncertainty. I don't know, Matt. You are still on mute? But uh, fire away.
1: Yeah, I miss I miss most of what you all said while I was getting set okay. up up here. But um, I think that some real high-end pieces. I think that there's some um, some sketchy pieces as well, um, which I imagine is what y'all just talked about. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that Nate talked about Kamara being sketchy because he's a saint, but he's probably, uh, he, he's, he might cause him some problems. I think that um, there's a lot of players, similar to what I was talking about earlier. I think there's a lot of players that if, if they don't come out putting up a lot of points, then, then things are, are going to be problematic here. So I think that that starting line up is solid, but we'll see where it goes from there.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, sort of, as you say, there, there's some real elite pieces here with your Hurts. You, you've, you've, you've got the potential here to have RB1, RB2, QB1, wide receiver one. So so you've, you've got the elite echelon there. It's just the depth. And you're obviously going to have to hope that these guys either keep all hitting together or they dovetail one week, one week, where you stay competitive and your IDP sort of picks up the base. There, 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 there's a lot that needs to go right here. But if you just get a ticket to the playoffs, this is a team that can win a championship, which which um, which will be interesting. And I think we're obviously at the stage of sort of our power rankings where we're talking about the top team. So all these teams think that they can win the title. And so now it's about really us pointing out the question marks and pointing out the absolute sort of dead sets. And this
0: team does have a lot of, a lot of high end talent. Well, now that Matt's here, I'm going to say, I'm never going to doubt Jonathan Taylor in front of him ever again. <laughs> Cause I had to wear a, a pink uniform costume last time I did that. But uh, yeah. So uh, Ross's team, it is just, in my opinion, it's, it's got studs, but it lacks the depth. So like um uh, I, I love Elijah Moore this year. Um, and that's his depth piece. But outside of that, like if Terry or you know, something happens to one of those starters, what's yeah. gonna happen? So yeah. Uh or like yeah. you said, like if, if Kamara gets suspended, I asked you because you're you're probably more in tune than I am with Saints, but I, I know like that it's been going back and forth. Hey, is is Kamara gonna get suspended or not? And I, I like Bigsby, but he you know um I don't know what his role is gonna be, and Ross may – very well stash him on the taxi squad just because he's on the left hand side. I don't I don't I ran these before everybody's contracts, obviously because contract deadline's not here. So we don't know what everybody's gonna be or not, but um I think it's a good team. I just based off the ranking, it's middle of the road. I don't know if it's gonna be there for um playoff contention or at least deep in the playoff contention.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, next one we have is the Thief River Unforgiven. Um, they had him as uh, a lower ranking on the Dynasty value and better ranking on redraft value. I'm guessing, once again, that's based off of either the age of the team or the um, draft picks or a combination based off of what we've kind of seen, like how they value their things. Um, but I they had him as redraft four out of 12 in RR. I had, I had him as similar based off of his uh, – based off of his – Redraft kind of uh, structure I had over there. Um, I know I have uh, Isaiah Hodgins over there as wide receiver forty-one. I actually like Isaiah Hodgins a lot this year. Um, I don't. I kind of I kind of spilled the beans a little bit with with the Daniel Jones and with the hit it or quit it kind of thing. Like they, in my opinion, what uh, Dayball has done is he's done a lot of the um, small, like intermediate, short routes, and uh, I think Hodgins is going to flourish. I think Waller is going to flourish. I think it's. uh, I think he's going to produce beyond the projections that I, that the system, the formulas I did and gave for him. So him as being his last offensive flex with Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, you know, Tyreek Eckler, like, I think this is a, you know, like you said, we're, we're in the contention here. I think this is a, another strong contender here with a, with the depth to be able to compete for, uh, for playoffs
1: yeah, I mean, I think the thing about this team that, that stands out to me is is obviously tight end is is a concern, um, and I think that when you look at that starting lineup, outside of Herbert, you see everyone else is like make or break. Um, I think um, that you're not you're not on the D Watt train. Um, I think that if D doesn't come out looking good his value tanks because it would be a follow-up from what happened last year. Um, I think that if he comes out and does what he did for those six games for a full season, he's not going to be considered a top 12 quarterback anymore. Um, I think that Eckler, Chubb, Gibson, Jacobs, like all of them have enough doubters already that if they come out and dud, then they're not going to rebound because they're either old or they have their – They have the question marks right. Pacheco's the same thing. Seventh round pick. If he doesn't come out good. This is just like how she agrees with everything
2: I'm saying. Um, (laughs) She
1: she feels very adamant about this. Um, And then similarly, I mean, the strength of the wide receivers here is Tyreek Hill. As soon as Tyreek Hill starts um, coming down like that's not rebounding to him being considered a top 10 dynasty receiver. And
0: he's he's got some uh he's got some uh diversity and some stuff going on with him right now with uh you know shark week so
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think that and the thing that's interesting about this team is that like once you get past those top end players, I'm not all done. I'll be done soon, okay? Um once you get past those top players, like yeah, you have players like Hodgins, Terrence. What well, you have players like Hodgins, Marshall who who like, you know they're people sleepers, but you don't want to be starting any of them consistently. I think they're the players that you want to be hoping um, <laughs> pop off, so you can start them down the road. But I think that this is another real top top heavy team. Thanks, Lexi. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Nate talk for a minute. <laughs> Buddy,
0: I, I let, just let me let me tell you, I missed that stage. Like mine are 2018 and 16, and I missed that stage a lot. So enjoy it.
2: No, I think um, just sort of back on, on to, onto the team. I think you've actually put it quite well, there, Sam. Like, if you look at the depth, poor, 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 and good running back, and and that's literally what this team is. Like, if anything happens to Herbert or Deshaun Watson, this team is weak. Um, and 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 that's assuming Deshaun Watson is is a top twelve quarterback. Because if he does sort of hit hit the season like he did sort of the end of last season and really struggled to sort of kick off, look, they've given him now a few other pieces, Elijah Moore and sort of um, Cedric Tillman, I think, and, and a few other sort of pieces there. But, but the reality is Deshaun Watson is not the Deshaun Watson of old yet. There's still obviously that potential and he's still an incredible player. But then also on the running back side, yes, they've got home run hits. They've got the Ecklers, the Chubs. The Pacheco's, Josh Jacobs, those four running backs are definitely good enough to take your team all the way, but the rest of the team is quite concerning. Because if if those running backs aren't performing, then this team has got real issues. Because there's no no one there in the tight end is going to save you. At wide receiver, it's it's hill or bust. And if Hill misses time, I can't see any of those other wide receivers being sustainable long-term and, or being competitive, be, like offering you much. And then I even like, I, I briefly sort of skimmed through the IDP side, and it's a bit far from my screen because he's got quite a few players, but there are no defensive edge rushes there that I'm excited about. On the safety side of things, yes, you've got Jamal Adams coming off an injury. Uh, Hufanga is, is pretty sort of sturdy. But the, even the IDP, I, I don't think that IDP is carrying the offense yet. And this team needs that IDP to carry the offense. This team needs that IDP to score big because that IDP is so – that offense is so dependent on the two quarterbacks and the four running backs that without that team – so I I don't know. I've I've got big worries about this team, and I wouldn't be surprised if this team misses the playoffs altogether. Surprisingly, with four – they could have four top ten running backs, but this team still might not win enough games, I don't think.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree. They're buoyed. In my opinion, they're buoyed by their, uh, their running back depth and their running back uh, statue right now. Um, and you, you got some, it looks like he, you know, he, Aaron has been taking some shots with Jonathan Mingo. He's trying to rebuild that wide receiver yeah. room and it's just maybe, you know, like not, I don't know what his draft pick value is, or what he's got uh, coming up, but yeah, in my opinion, and I mean, I've been on record for this. I may be wrong, but I'd rather build around uh, offense and then I can build the IDP later. And uh, he's got enough that where it's not going to hurt him, but it definitely is not going to help him when I just look at what he's got right now. But, like, that doesn't mean that he's not going to find a Zaire Franklin, a Grover Stewart. Like, I did that. I did that for zero Warbucks last year. It's not, you know, that's that's roster management and contract management. And so...
1: Well, what I think is interesting to your point about um, the draft pick capital is he doesn't have a first or second next year and so I think he's really going to come up to uh, a real decision point this year where it's like, okay, if these wide receivers aren't panning out, do I continue to invest my future capital to try and make that run this year or do I say, I'm built around these old pieces. It's time to kind yeah. of start trying to flip them for some value. So I feel like he's kind of on the cusp of having to make that decision of do I make one final push or do I start flipping pieces for picks?
0: Yeah, it, it might be time to sell running backs if that's the case. Like, All right, next one up is our number three in redraft value. This is Corbin. This is what we were talking about with uh, with Mike. I actually had Mike leading the division and winning the division, but uh, they had they have Corbin as number six overall in future dynasty value, number four overall in roster and rising rookie value, and then five out of twenty four and three. Um, and this was just based off of uh, I just had Mike a little better than what I had Corbin, but Corbin's got Corbin's built a strong team as well in my opinion. Um, he, he's well, I look at it, he's well rounded like all around. I, I can't find legitimately a position of of weakness like outside of maybe depth uh he he's got he's got enough to compete and be in the playoffs and then you get in the playoffs and then you I mean you guys all know anything can happen so uh this is also relying on Tua which I mean obviously like that was the hit or quit that quitter I did 2 years ago I'm a big I was a big fan of Tua after um, the year he had last year of him showing it, but then with the injuries, like if Tua continues, if, if that happens again, Corbin's fucked. To put it yeah. to put it bluntly, like Corbin's fucked.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't fully agree. I mean, I think this is another one of those teams. Not about Tua. Yeah, he's fucked. But um, <laughs> I think that uh, I think this is one of those teams that looks that looks beautiful, for, like in June. Um, I think that when I'm looking at this team, I don't really see anyone I'd want as my QB1. I think I see a couple of of QB2s here. Um, I think that at running back, I think Swift, Walker, both have real big question marks, in my opinion um I don't I don't see the like the top end running back production that I think that you know rate my league loves and that uh that I think that like can often carry a team when you're trying to contend I mean, his receivers are awesome um I think that that's really what like the core of this team is which I think that um Corbin had been saying that he's trying to rebuild for the last few years he's trying to do that so I think that he's had the right approach he's built a really strong young group uh, of receivers obviously having andrews is awesome idp solid but i think that um my my concern about the scene would be getting that kind of top end quarterback production and 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 consistent running back production just kind of based on how off seasons have played out for for all those pieces
2: yeah look uh, yeah i tend to sort of tend to sort of agree i think i think there are as you said there's there's not that upper echelon of player like if you look at just the offensive side, if you were to pick out their best offensive piece, it's C.D. Lamb, which, nice, C.D. Lamb, good player, like top sort of five dynasty wide receiver. But as you say, the the quarterbacks, he's probably going to be running Kenny Pickett and, and Bryce Young more often than not this season, which I don't know, is that winning games? Then then you've got a situation as well on the running back side where DeAndre Swift could be a top, Five, 10 running back but at the same time the way sort of Philly are with Hertz's legs um, obviously sort of there the check down uh, running backs did pretty well Kenneth Gainwell did well Boston Scott did well it became a bit of sort of a committee there on the running back side of things and then obviously you got AJ Brown and Devontae Smith um, look he does have Devontae Smith there as a hedge Who i think is just going to keep getting better dj moore should get better alman rodson brown hopefully will get better because obviously jameson williams is is sort of suspended as well so i think i think he's pretty strong at receiver there um but quarterback is is questionable running back uh, is probably a little bit always like tight end is is mark andrews or bust um with obviously waller in, in 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 new york now. And then, sort of on the IDP side, there's nothing. It's, it, as you, I think, I think I do sort of go back and agree with you, Sam. It is a well-rounded team, but it's just a team that might consistently be a bit of a bridesmaid. It might sort of compete. It's, this team's, this team's not going to lose by 50 points ever in the season. I'll be surprised if it does. But it's, but at the same time, I don't think this team will win by fifty points, unless it's playing one of the three bottom sides. It's sort of it's going to be competitive. It's going to have a lot of close games. But I think this team could end up, based on the schedule and who they're playing in the bye weeks. I think this team might be surprisingly poorer than we think, and I think that could lead to. I think, as we said earlier, Mike, sort of winning, and uh, that's no hate to 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 Corbin. Thanks for the shirt, but uh, but I, yeah, I, I I just a few question marks. Yeah, a few question marks.
0: Yeah, I mean I think I think that's kinda that was the disparity I had between the Rip My League guys I had them flip-flopped. I had Micah stronger than Corbin. But I think Corbin's constructing or and I don't know his draft value. I'm I'm guessing based off his dynasty value, he's got some draft picks he's can continue to construct it. But um he, he he's building a team. Like his wide receivers are are stacked. Like you don't even have Jahan Dotson. I don't I don't have Jahan Dotson based off of in my little projections here. Yeah. And I, I like Whoever owns him a TT, I like Jahan Dotson a lot, so I will pay for him. So uh, I got a chain a lot here. You know that can change based off of if Dalvin Cook does sign with Miami. But like like Matt said, like it's it's kind of running back to central there, and it's a lot of based off of Tua because even if Kenny Pickett takes a step forward, Bryce Young's a rookie, um, and I just I I love Tua. So this isn't hate of that, but like. I do have like some reservations as him as my my top quarterback one. So I think Corbin is is built a great team, and it I think it is a playoff team. Once you get in the playoffs, it's fair game. But I I do think there are stronger ones, and I think I do think Mike has got a stronger one for that division. Um, but I mean. The season plays out; you never know what's going to happen. You know. No, I agree. The next one is uh oh this guy.
1: What a beautiful team!
0: <laughs> so uh, I mean, it's pretty easy, right? Because Dan- Dynasty Redraft they got them ranked as two overall for everything, and uh, I didn't do this on purpose. Like I legit took my my rankings that I had up. Uh, this is kind of cool. This makes me feel validated when I do my when I from my rankings, when I do like the projected offensive based off of the the best optimal lineup, and I, I get something that's similar. So no disrespect, but I had you as two. Obviously, chapter 10 is is you know Warrior's Row right there, you know, Murders Row. Like, but I had you as the chapter winner, a legit contender. <laughs> But the elephant in the room, I I'm on record. I don't think Kyler Murray plays this year. And if Kyler doesn't play this year, do you have Clayton Tune yet? I do. Okay.
1: Sorry, I'm just I'm I'm having a hard time hearing your hate on my team over my championship ring from last year. It just, it's just <laughs> it's it's getting in the way a little bit. So it, yeah. it, let me just let me just adjust that setting a tiny bit. I, I will
0: I would just say you got lucky. You didn't play the Panthers last year.
1: Yeah, I, I think I may have scored more than you, uh, but uh, <laughs> but a hey,
0: uh, the Arizona quarterback situation is my concern with your team. It is. Yeah. I, I'm not. It is. So I mean,
1: I'd be, I'd be, even I can't be that biased to pretend that that's not the the obvious area of concern for this team. Yeah. Um, Last year, I, I had Purdy for a, a chunk of the playoffs, which helped. Um, I mean, I do think that this team is really deep at
0: running Everywhere. back.
1: And Everywhere. Receiver. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, obviously you always want to have two quarterbacks to roll out. But I think, like, if you don't, this is how you, like, the best equipped you can be to approach it. Because I think right now I'm looking at, based on your projections, I mean, um, Evans is my worst starter there, and I think I think someone's missing from that too. Do you not have um Debo? So hold on. I don't. Uh, do you trade for Debo? No, I have. I mean, Debo's on my team. I don't see him in my starting projection for you. Hmm. So I think that like I have Debo. Um, let let me re-
0: roll right quick. Hold on a second. Okay. No, I thought I thought I had you projected more than Matt. And i was just taking in consideration your depth but no i had I had matt uh projected yeah. better
1: yeah i mean you know matt matt he loves his projections but rings <laughs> count more than projections so i think that um that flex. i mean flex yeah exactly so i think that you know debo is still on my bench when when you're looking at how you have it here yeah. i think that miles sanders is still on my bench with how you're looking at it here
0: for um, i mean look at look at your depth everything is green mm. minus you know i mean it's You got that. So
1: so I think that I I can get through until. Either Kyler comes back, or someone decides to trade me a quarterback. I think that right now the only person trying is Tyler. Um, but you know, Tyler, he, he aims high when when he tries to tell me that I need a second quarterback, and I'm still not given a first round pick for Sam Howell, even if I'm a Washington fan. So I think that um, I think that you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, yes, it sucks that I have Kyler Murray as my second quarterback right now. Um, I would love to trade for a quarterback, but I think that I could I can tread water. I think I, I can I can still survive until something sorts itself out at QB two and that I think I have enough pieces that I can uh I can still, you know, make it to the second half of the season, convince someone that they should start selling. I got that Borlocks first round pick locked up in a vault until I mean, someone makes the right offer for it.
0: That's worth Josh Allen, right?
1: that's what I'm saying so I think I think that um, if someone wants to come knocking for that I'm sure I mean you know some might say it's worth Sam Howell even which is which is real crazy to think about but <laughs> I, I think that uh you know I mean obviously I'm biased about this but I, I think I have top end pieces in, in a lot of areas obviously it's hard to win a championship in roster wars it's even harder to go back to back uh, so I think I'm going to need some things to break my way but I mean, I think on the IDP side, I'm pretty excited about my core of of, of linebackers that I have here. I got a couple solid defensive ends, um, Christian Wilkins. I had to pay to keep, but I'm hoping my depth can can carry me, and then I can I can find some pieces to put together another solid run.
0: Yeah, I like that Drake Johnson. Yeah, no, I like I, I, I do I like this team, but
2: I think I, I've been I've been quite. Um, quite negative on everyone's team. So I think tonight, and I've been quite harsh just nitpicking um, because I think sort of we need to. And I think uh, I'll finish with this, with a question about Saquon really. But if you do look, I think your IDP, your linebacking room is is awesome. But I think your depth outside of linebacking could be a concern depending on injuries. If Christian Wilkins gets injured, I think, look, I, I don't know. Your sort of starting history, but I assume you're sort of just a one defensive tackle starter anyway. So you start your five linebackers and sort of you fluff around. Someone like Preston Smith might not get as many sort of snaps as he did last year, uh, with someone like Lucas Van Ness sort of coming through. Danielle Hunter's obviously looking for a trade. Depends where he ends up landing spots. The safeties are a bit sort of neither here nor there. I've got Taron Johnson, I like him, but quarterbacks are cornerbacks. So On the defensive side, maybe you need to beef that up through sort of uh, waivers during the year, obviously being sort of Foster's finger first and just sort of gauging sort of who breaks out, who has good weeks, where the injuries are on the IDP side. Offensively, tight end, I really like TJ Hawkinson. I also like Foster Moreau. I know I'm biased. I'm a Saints man. I dropped him and then brought him back to the Saints team. But I think Foster Moreau might even be a better option than Jordan Johnson, just based off his sort of history with derek Carr. um and i just think both of them might play quite often together as well and again that's also dependent on uh, mike michael thomas's uh, fitness um i do like your wide receivers but there also are sort of uh, your dynasty value on wide receivers outside of waddle and sort of addison Diggs is obviously having some sort of power struggle at the moment evans has got Baker mayfield throwing to him so i'm a bit worried about evans um Christian Kirk has suddenly got um Ridley to sort of compete with um Debo is interesting that that I I love the 49ers offense like it's just going to score points I think everywhere but is there enough for one person to sort of be elite and then I'll get back to running running backs I think Aaron Jones Jones is going to be great um Miles Sanders is an interesting one because I think it's the greatest sort of landing spot him, but he might be someone I think you flipped to someone. But it's always difficult for you now as a competitor as who you're flipping it to as someone that might use it against you. Um, and then the last question that I wanted to start off with. Sorry, I've spoken a lot there. Um, Saquon, do you think what if Saquon sits out? What the situation of the team then?
1: Um, I mean, you know, if if Saquon sits out, figure it out. It wouldn't be the first time it happens. Um, I, like I said, I'm I'm counting on depth right now. I yeah. don't think it's gonna happen either. I'm counting on depth right now. I think that I'm I'm, I think that the way that I approach this is when you're in a championship window is is yeah. You pay to win. Um, so I'd rather yeah. have the I'd rather have the wins than the the prettiest team or the the best value. Um I'd rather I'd rather win a championship than win a trade. So I think that if I run into a situation where I don't have a quarterback, if Saquon's out, then um, you know, I'm either gonna try and make some moves to, to fill those holes or I'm gonna, you know, decide like, you know what, it's not happening, and then everything will get sold. But I, I, yeah. I think it's gonna be it's gonna take a couple um, of, of bad luck strokes for me to get into a situation where I'm like full on selling with this team, um, but I think that you know you 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 build depth for situations like that. So I, yeah. I I think that it's you know if you if you have four or five starters at a position, you can't you can't there's not much else you can do. Yeah.
0: I see, and that. Oh yeah.
2: So I I think
0: so. a, go, go ahead, Sam. No, I was gonna say I, I gave a bit of an overview. But I think that's the key with this team, right, is I didn't even mention Miles Sanders and then, like, people are sleeping on Jerome Ford, but, like, he's the number two behind Chubb. And Chubb's not a pass-catching yeah. pass runner back. So like, I think Chubb – I think Ford's got value. And then the projections on the right-hand side doesn't have Debo. It doesn't have Cortland Sutton. Like, there is depth on this team and there is maneuvers that can be made yeah. by you to be able to do different things. And once again, like – in my opinion, this is a playoff team. You get in the playoffs, anything can happen. You you have some like, some big value kind of guys that can digs can go off. Like it, it, you you never know what's gonna. You get to the playoffs, and you just hope that you know what you got is able to produce. That's all it is.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And like sort of going back to my first real point as well is that outside of linebacker, I am a little bit worried about your depth on the defensive side but then again you've got such good depth and offense that should comfortably carry you to sort of thirty, three hundred 300 points a week it's just you're going to need your linebacker to pick the right linebackers because you've got so many to pick there so you're going to have weeks where you probably bench Pete Werner and you've got for 40 points or bench Levante David and he's going to go for that many points but I just think yeah I just I just feel sort of um, your defensive line I feel especially with the scoring system and roster wars I think DT like defensive tackles and defensive ends do have quite um like I I feel they have higher value than some people appreciate differently And and I feel like those sort of maybe picking up another dt as like a throw in and like a trade or something might be worth considering at some stage or or just being fastest finger on the waivers it's just that idp depth that i'm a little bit
1: wary of yeah i mean I, th- I think that the the flip side to that is i mean i agree obviously like my safeties aren't good right now um i only have one good defensive tackle right now but i think that um i'd rather have to find those during the season than find offense
0: yeah. um i'd also think I that the switch
1: the switch to true position made it a hell of a lot easier to find defensive ends because you got all those yes. rough linebackers now and those edge players who, who are qualifying as defensive ends right now so i think that if you have to pick a position that you're going to be looking on waivers for i think those are the ones i want to be at
0: I, I I feel personally attacked. You guys are attacking the San Francisco like guys, like Ken Law and Drake Jackson. Like, come on, for
1: real. Listen, I'm just trying to keep everyone sleeping on him right now.
0: No. <laughs> All right, well let's get let's get to the uh, champion. Numero
1: uno. Yeah. Let's not let's not let's not throw that c word out around here. I mean, you know, Rottweiler's been ranked high plenty of times.
0: <laughs> hey, man. They had him at like look, look 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 at the little right hand column. They had him oh, off, as number one.
1: Champions, we can do it. Off season champions.
0: On paper, they had him as number one throughout. I I'm gonna double down on my, because I did so much damn work on this. I'm I'm not even kidding you. How much work it took to do that stupid projection thing. I had him as number one. I had him as number one, and uh he's got a sexy roster. Like when you look at it, Joe Burrow. Trevor Lawrence, and I have the receipts that, hey, I was in on a Rich before everybody else was in on a Rich. Like, if you guys don't remember, I said a Rich was my 1-1. This is sexy. Like, it's sexy. Will, will, will young Matt mess it up? Probably. It's like fumbling, like, you know, when you're try, first trying to, you know, like consummate something, you know, but it looks nice. It looks nice. I got Ramondre very well as well with Damien Harris out of it. As soon as New England started, as soon as Damien Harris got done, and you know, you know, Bill Belichick were boys. As soon, as soon as that happened, Ramondre was a running back one. So I got Ramondre as good. Bijan like ATN like with that. This is this is the team to beat. How are you hey. gonna beat it, Matt? How are you gonna beat it?
1: I mean, I'll, I'll I'll put on my hater hat for a minute and and, and give some analysis of this this number two team. Um, I think that you know Matt loves value. I think that's he, he's one of those owners who who all he cares about is value, um, and I think that's interesting how that's kind of manifested on this team. Where yeah, it's it's deep and it's good. His quarterbacks. It's hard to do much better than that. Um, what's interesting is that this is a team where, when you look at the running backs, I think that Etienne, Nage, Madison, um, they all—they all—they're not as as rock solid as 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 they could be i think Bijan's gonna be great i think ramandre is another one who I, i'm very high on Ramondre, but i also think that belichick's gonna belichick um, i think that he's someone else who just because of perceptions if things don't go his way value's gonna tank um i think that the receiver room it's It's not what you'd expect from someone who approaches this the way that Matt does, um, because you got T. Higgins, who's great, And after that, you don't really see a room of like solid young receivers. Like I would anticipate that someone who approaches roster building the way that Matt does would want to build their team around. Because what he wants is players that you can give a 32-year contract to, that um, you can add a a stipulation to their contract, that you get to keep more bucks every year. And I think that... um, When you look at this team uh, these receivers it's similarly it's a lot of guys who are on the downward trend of value i think that keenan cooper deontay lockett ridley all of them could have really good years i also think that if any of them don't have good years their value shot um so i like higgins a lot I think he has really good pieces. I think his tight end room is really reliant on Pitts right now, which, you know, there's worse things to be. I think Hurst might have a little bit of sneaky value. I feel like Higby is one of those guys who puts up really ugly points. Um, but I think that he, uh, you know, he, he has good pieces here. But I think there's, there's a world where um, – it's it's a prettier team than it is uh than it is a, a winning team so i think matt's gonna make the playoffs i think that matt's gonna he's gonna do just fine um i'm just curious to see you know if, if he starts making it to the playoffs and he starts putting together that top team is he willing to make the moves you need to make to lock up that championship or is he gonna take his warbucks take his picks lock him up away and, and just hope that his players are going to carry him there. So I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious, how uh, if one point now that he's, he's in that driver's seat, I'm curious if he's able to take that next step.
2: Yeah, look, I, I agree with everything that's been said so far. I think,
1: yeah, I, I don't, I don't think this is,
2: I, I can't look at this team and actually comfortably say that this team who's the champion of 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 the the RR and 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 the miners. Like outside of Burrow and Lawrence, I just there are too many like good players, but not not home run hitters. And yes, we've got the depth there. But Naji, I had him recently, and obviously and Like he, he he's a good player. He's he's solid. He'll be a, a running back one, sort of top ten. But he's he's not he's not frequently. He, he didn't have any huge weeks for me in two years. He he he, he seldomly had a multiple t- touchdown week. Then Travis Etienne. There's enough hype around Bigsby for me to just be a little bit concerned. Ramondre Stevenson's in New England. That's enough of a concern. The, B- Bijan is is the one that 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 is really going to have to sort of carry that running back room, I think. And in terms of the home run hitting, then on the wide receiver side. I think the best wide receiver there is Calvin Ridley. Like, and and again, that's a nice stack to have as Lawrence and Ridley. But Cooper, I I'm not convinced with Deshaun Watson coming back firing. Keenan Allen's a bit old. T Higgins is is always going to be the bridesmaid to Jamal Chase. Deontay Johnson is is a bit of like that. That nice to have, sort of not elite. I don't know. I think, I think there's. I think, I think this team's not gonna. If, if this team gets the championship game, it's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be a difficult journey. It's gonna be a close journey. I don't think this team is is walking away. And and if I was a betting man, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be putting bets on this being the champion this year. All
0: right. So my analysis, right? So I did these. Uh, I did these rankings. I did all based off of numbers. And that's what it came up with 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 Matt being young Matt being the number one. Um,
1: Backtracking already.
0: (laughs) I I'm 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 gonna say I could not agree more with you that from I I haven't played I've been in a different conference with Young Matt but from what I've seen he's very analytical with his process and what he does right so in my opinion if Young Matt wants to win this whole fucking thing. He's gonna to need to change his process. He's need to go, Isn't it go all in on, on one thing or another. On paper, his team is the best. Like I, I'm sorry, it is. Like, I, I, I agree with it. I agree with it. Like I I back ETN. I back uh I've been trying to get Najee from Haji, but it ain't gonna happen. So I think I think Najee is a bounce back. Yeah, I, I think yes. I think he's got four top 12 running backs. With Etn, Najee, with Ramonde, and Bijan, like I, those are four top twelve. I like Keenan, I like Cooper, I like T. Like I, I don't know what his. I'm assuming since he's won in Dynasty, he's got some. He's got draft picks, but I, I like his wide receivers. I, I think Pitts is going to finally like pay off. He, he can use a little depth there, but I think if Young Matt wants to commit. To winning this year, he's going to need to trade some stuff to be able to fucking sell out and and win it. But I think he's got a roster that's going to be hard to compete with. I do.
2: I I I I, I hear you. I think uh, yes, I agree. He does have a roster, but I, I it's not going to be any it's not going to be a smooth a, a smooth ride here. And I think there are going to be a few situations during that season. Where I can't see a lot of those players being. 14, 15, 16 game season players, and yes, that obviously is what it takes to be sort of a, a, a top 12 RB. But like, I just, I just feel that there will come stages where where Stevenson might be rested or benched for sort of three games, yeah. and there might be a lot of sort of panic sitting in. And it is whether or not he sits tight and says, "Okay, this team will come good," but 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 there might come a stage where he does have to do something impulsive and i think that's obviously the big word here, whether or not he will have the ability to make a sort of a decision when it needs to happen to actually get things done and it's going to be interesting and look at it's it's, uh, it's been it's been so good to look through these teams but yeah it's going to be tight it's going to be it's going to be a good battle just look i've just sort of tried to skim through the our uh, sort of top 5 teams and and all of them i can see on their Beating them, But at the same time, it's, it's going to come down to what happens in the NFL on the weekend.
0: It's gonna if, be- if, you, if you want me to put money down now, and this isn't because he's on a stream. If you put money down now, old Matt's going to win it. And it's solely because young Matt's not going to make the moves he needs to make <laughs> to win this shit. <laughs> but there are at least three or four teams that are in contention in the RR
1: yeah i think i think talent's pretty uh spread out in, in rr i think that you sometimes see a conference yeah. where there's one team that you just like you know it's them and i think that it's every team you can look at them and be like they're good but i can see the path to things like really going to shit um so i think that you know who can avoid the shit wait and see
2: <laughs> yeah no exactly like i don't know if I keep looking back and I'm obviously biased because I'm I'm mates with, with, with Mike and the Legion. But if 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 Legion sorts out his running back room or if those guys stay healthy, I think I think Mike's team could 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 rock some boats as well. And it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting looking at all those teams throughout the season and and even now on this off season when guys get signed or guys get cut or or different players turn up somewhere, it's gonna change uh, it's gonna change the balance of uh
0: of uh of of every team at the moment it's gonna be interesting well, hey man that's been fun that's uh rising rookies like it love it feeling different about it um that's kind of our three perspectives of how um how the league guys came out with 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 their dynasty and redrive rankings um matt nate i i appreciate you guys being here um anything else you guys got to? Matt, you got anything else you got to say before we uh, we head off and sign off for the guys?
1: No, well, this was fun. It was uh, I, I appreciate it. and I think it's funny. You know, everyone keeps coming back to that idea that like the rate my league guys like they do a good job, but they can't get the league. And so us getting the league, we spent the full two hours just on one conference. So <laughs> I think that, uh, that 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 shows the depth there of kind of like yeah. all the pieces that go into play and and all the the personalities that go into play. And so yeah, it's been fun.
2: No, exactly. It's, yeah, it's it's been good uh, as always. It's been it's been good to 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 have you on as well, Matt. Just to give a little bit more inside knowledge in the RR and sort of the setup there. I'm sure entirely unbiased opinions and and uh, and views. But uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a scrap at the top and it's gonna be a scrap at the bottom. I think I think uh, this year is gonna be it's gonna be pink avoidance and it's gonna be teams that. Are going to have to make calls i think in the first six weeks of of how ballsy they're going to be going uh going for this championship and teams might have to zig when they've been zagging and and, and think outside of the box
0: yeah man it's been great like uh i, I think like the ray my league guys they do an, a phenomenal job of being able to look at what we do and, and like writing us based off of that and i i based on my own personal projections, like, I think they did fairly well. Like, you know, it's it's the intricacies that, you know, that we, we may uh, add to it that kind of changes a little bit of whatever, but I think it's great. I think uh, I think it's going to be uniform throughout that it's going to be the haves and haves nots and I, I appreciate you boys' time to be able to sit down and just kind of talk about it and, uh, you know, get this out to the league and hopefully they enjoy it. And uh, thank you guys for uh, your time and, you know, consideration and just being able to be here and chop it up. Yeah,
1: man. Oh, cool. Thanks for the invite.
0: Yeah, buddy. All Cheers, right. So man. this is uh this is uh, International Football Bros signing off. Thank you guys.